Thanks for checking out the Elevate Student Ministry Podcast. To find out more about us, visit our website at iloveelevate.com. You can also stay up to date with what's going on by finding us on social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Please consider subscribing to the podcast and sharing it with your friends. We hope you enjoy this message and it brings you closer to Jesus. It is my pleasure tonight to introduce our guest speaker. Her name, if you do not already know her, she is our seventh grade e-group leader. She's the event coordinator for our church. She loves this place. She loves you guys. And she's like one of the coolest ladies I know. So please welcome to the stage, with no further ado, Jamie Conley. Um, Thank you, Dom. Thank you. Give it up for Ethan. One of my godchildren. How are we doing tonight? Good. I spoke once. They asked me to come back, so it couldn't have been too terrible the first time, right? That's what's up. That's what's up. So, yeah, my name is Jamie Conley. Um, for those of you who don't know, I have three kids here, two boys that are sitting, like, in this area over here, and a daughter who's, like, waving crazy over here. Because she's still too young to, like, get embarrassed by me. So um, I have a husband. We've been together for almost 15 years. He's super cute. I'm kind of obsessed with him. And my mom is here. So everybody say, hi, Graham Graham. She birthed this. And so she's a blessed woman, you know. Okay, the last time that I was here, I started off showing you guys some pictures of my family. And, like, one of them didn't show very well. So I wanted to re-show it. Do you have that picture? Do y'all remember that? Like, this is my dog, Biscuit. His name is Biscuit and Gravy. I know, right? He's a Sharpay. I would give up a child for Biscuit. He's my life. So, what you mean, which child? I don't know which child. It depends on the day. Today, it's Evan. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So anyway, so we've been doing this series on our words. Have you guys enjoyed our series so far? So um, I have three things that I want to talk about tonight. One of them is a review on gossip because gossip is garbage and we need to get it out of our lives. Amen. The next thing is fear. And the last thing is last words. So let's get started. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you for this night, Lord. I thank you for the opportunity, God, to be here at Elevate, God, and speak to these, to these students, Lord. And I just pray, God, that nothing that comes out of my mouth, God, is not of you, Lord. That you just speak through me, God. And where I am not prepared, God, that you have prepared the way, Lord. And I just thank you for this night, Lord. I pray that lives are changed, God, and that ultimately, God, our mouths are changed. Thank you, Jesus, in your name, amen. So honestly, let's see by our hands, how many of us have been working on changing our words? Okay, that's like more than I thought. So that's good, but obviously we still have work to do. Um, What I want to talk about tonight is, is your mouth speaking the life that you have? Right? Deep, Annie. Is your life speaking, is your mouth speaking the life that you have? The life that you are showing. So let's look back at our verse, um, Proverbs 18.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. 
those who love it will eat its fruit, which kind of sounds weird, right? So I am, um, I love the ESV version of the Bible, but sometimes when I read things like that, I actually look it up in the message version. And in the message version, it says, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or they're fruit. You choose. So ultimately, every day of our lives, every word that we speak, we have the power to choose life or to choose death. And it's not something that we should take lightly. If we look up the definition of gossip, casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people, typically involving details that are not confirmed to be true. Do we have any people in here who struggle with gossip? Like three of us. Okay, great. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, gossip is hard. And I'll tell you why gossip is hard. Because gossip is fun. Gossip is fun. Sometimes when we have, oh my goodness, this person just told me this thing and it's so good. And like, I just have to tell one more person. And I'm, not, I'm just going to tell that person. And that person promises to keep it a secret, which is garbage, right? What about Christian gossip? Do you know what that is? Does anybody know what that is? Bailey, boom. Okay. <laughs> Bailey knows what Christian gossip is. <laughs> that is Christian gossip, which is also garbage. So I'm kind of brave. I don't even know what I was doing when I thought of this, but I have like a few of our eager bleeders, and they're going to come up here and do this little game skit thing. Yes. We're going to see how it goes. Hey, Nina. Oh, hey, Bailey. Um, so, like, I'm not really trying to gossip or anything, but, uh, so I just drove by the daiquiri shop, and I kind of saw Miss Jamie outside of it. I, I don't know what she was really doing, but we just need to pray for her, and, uh, that's really it. We just, we just need to pray, but I'm not trying to gossip or anything, I promise. Okay, so that's, that's all you saw? Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's go ahead and say a prayer for Miss Jamie okay. right now real quick, Okay. okay. God, you see all things and you know all things. Yes. And Bailey is just really concerned about Miss Jamie. Mm -hmm. And so, God, we just lift her up to you right now and just ask you to be with her, Lord. You know what she's going through, God. Yes, God. And so just be with her, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, Bailey, thanks. All right, Bob, Messina. You're welcome. Ding, 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 ding. Because that's what a... Oh, what does Miss Nina want? Hey, Miss Nina. Hey, Annie. How are you today? You know, I'm doing good. Living life. How are you? Yeah, you know, living the busy life. Oh, I feel that. Yeah. Okay, so look. we. I just got some news. And um, we just... I'm here. We need to lift up Miss Jamie. She might be going through some things. Um, apparently, she was seen at the daiquiri shop. And, um, as she was walking out, she looked a bit cassé, like stumbling, like cassé, maybe even like tore up from the flow up. Like, I mean, it looked pretty bad from what I hear. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. So, I had no um, idea. So 
Annie, I just, I just think we need to pray for Jamie. I don't know what she's going through right now. Okay. Should I pray or you? Um, you go ahead and pray, Annie. You pray. I just don't even know what to say. Lord, I thank you for Miss Nina's concern for Miss Jamie. Lord, I pray that you would just come in and change her heart, Lord. I don't, we don't know what she's going through, but Lord, you do. So, Lord, I pray that we would just do our best to love her and to bring her closer to you, God, because something's going on. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Annie. Thank, Thank you for you. letting me know. I'll keep her in my prayers. Yes, please do. Hello. Hey, Shane. What's up, Annie? Oh, nothing much. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I have a heavy heart right now, though. What's going on? Um, so I was just told from Miss Nina that our friend, Miss Jamie, was at the daiquiri shop, Cassade. She was tumbling all around the floor. <laughs> and she would like look like Jamie's, she was... Jimmy's Jamie? Yeah, Jamie Conley. Cassade? Yeah, Cassade. Like, like getting in a fight, Cassade. Yeah. Wow. Miss... She said that she was drunk and she was at the daiquiri shop and she was hollering and throwing swings at this lady. Not like place that swings. She was like swinging her arm at this lady. And uh, I don't know. I'm just concerned. I don't know what's going on. Do you know? No, I, this this is shocking news. I had no clue. I, you know, Jim's my boy. So, you know, I, this this is really concerning to me. Yeah, me too. She's my friend. And I mean. She's an e-group leader. We we just gotta make sure she's doing okay. So, um, would you um like to pray for her right we, we, here, right now? We, we're gonna pray later. Oh, I'm, pray I'm later. Gonna, yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna pray later. All right, I, I'm I'm believing you for that. All right, that's all I wanted to let you know. Thanks, Annie. Pray, keep Miss Jamie it. and Jimmy in your prayers. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. What's up? Yo, Jim. What's up, Shane? My bro. My brother. What's going on, man? I need you to take a seat, man. We got to talk. All right, I'm sitting. Let me know when you sit. <laughs> I'm sitting. So, look, man, I, I, you know, there's there's some rumors going around that I wanted to uh, discuss with you about your wife. <laughs> she's pretty awesome, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's what no, she's good. Hearing, uh, but uh, rumors, rumors have it that... Is it about her giving up a kid for the dog? Well... <laughs> Because that's yeah. probably the worst thing. That yeah, done. well. But uh, there was rumors about uh, Jamie at the daiquiri shop. And uh, huh. so she was hanging out there, and, and it, it just gets a little worse, man, that, you know, they said she was a little cassade. You know, there she was fighting. Um, heard that she was on top of a you know, bar table dancing <laughs> with cigarette in her mouth. And uh, so... Cigarettes. Cigarettes. Gross. You know. <laughs> so, man, look... Uh, if you need a brother, you know, I'm here, man. Who did you hear this from? Uh, you know, it, it kind of came down, I think, from Bailey. Bailey kind of cranked this off. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, let me go. I'm calling Bailey. All right, bro. Pick up the phone, Bailey. Hey, hey Mr. Jim. Hey, how are you? Uh, did you see Jamie inside the daiquiri shop dancing on tables, fighting with chicks, leaving with a dude, cossade, sw- uh, throwing swing sets? Well, well, uh, you, you uh... Yes, yeah, sir. Did yeah. you see it or did you not see it, Bailey? I I didn't see it, but I said it. What? 
did, did you see, see what you did here? Yeah. Do you see the problem, Bailey? You see what Christian gossip is all about, Bailey? <laughs> oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Out of respect for Ethan, I forgive you. <laughs> Thank right. you so much, Mr. But I hope you learned from this. Yeah, I did. Okay, cool. I won't do it again. All right. It you. would never go that way, but for tonight's purposes, thank you. I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> Good job, Bailey. Here, just just give me the microphone. Just give me the microphone. Okay, I legit just told, I, well, I told Jim last night that I wanted them to do that, and then he just told them like a few minutes ago. So I think it worked out pretty good. Y'all get it? You get the point? It started off, I was just at a bar, and then it ended up that I was posade. What's that word? Cossade. I don't know what that means. Drunk. And tables, swinging. With a man. And c- cigarettes. Singing karaoke. And what I do? Yes. So listen, here's the true story though. Here's the true story. When you tell somebody something, the intention is generally to just tell that person and it stays with them. But that very rarely happens because that person also has a friend that they have to tell. And that person has a friend that they have to tell. And that person has a friend that they have to tell. And never, ever, 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 because we are imperfect humans, never does the story go exactly as it is supposed to. And it doesn't always have to be a bad thing. When I was at work last week, somebody asked me about um, something for work. And I said, oh yeah. I said, I've got that. I've met with somebody. I know what I'm supposed to do. It's no big deal. And, And my boss said, well, what are you supposed to do? And I told him, and he said, that's not what I said at all. All of the details that I got had been trickled down and had been changed. And so had I done that without speaking directly to my boss, my job could have been on the line. So why are words so important? Because ultimately they reveal what's in our heart. It's one thing if we're here, if we're at Elevate and we are praising God, you are so good, you are so good. And then we leave this room and the words that leave our mouths are filled with hatred, unkindness, being rude to people, being mean to our parents. I mean, if you think about it, when you come to Elevate, this like just crossed my mind. So I'm going to kind of stare in this area at my kids. But If you're at Elevate and you're here and you're praising God and you leave and then you go home with a bad attitude and treat your parents poorly, what does that say about Elevate? God ultimately trusted us with words and we need to be careful with the things that we allow to come out of our mouths. So I want to look at Matthew 15, 18. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. And this defiles a person. Can anybody tell me what defiles means? Yes, spoils. It spoils a person. So again, is your mouth speaking the life that you have? Words feel good in the moment. And sometimes we get caught up. We're talking to people. And sometimes I'll even say, okay, but this doesn't count as gossip because like you're my best friend. And I have to tell you, that doesn't count. God understands that, right? No, it's not okay. Because ultimately, words may feel good in the moment, but this is the thing. 
If somebody will gossip to you, they will gossip about you. And it doesn't matter who they are. And I love this section over here. Keep it going. Oh, my God, children. I have a lot of God children. Um, have you ever been with a friend and you leave that friend, you leave that section of friends, and you're over here and you're going, why do I feel like they're talking about me? Why do I feel so self-conscious right now? It's because they have gossiped to you. And guess what, boo? They probably gossiping about you. Matthew 12 says that every single person will give an account for every word that comes out of our mouths. That's harsh, you guys. That's not anything to take lightly. It's not if you give an account. It is when you give an account. When you give an account for every word that comes out of your mouths before God Almighty. That is huge. And so gossip is not something that we should take lightly and we should enjoy in the moment when ultimately we have to give an account for that. And I don't ever want to stand before my God and have to explain why I made this person feel this way or why I ruined this person's reputation because it was more important for me to feel cool than to speak the truth. When we talk out of both sides of our mouths, and what I mean by that is blessing and cursing, I think God takes it personally. If you look at James 3.10, or don't look at it, but I'll read it. Blessing and cursing come out of the same mouth. My brothers and sisters... (laughs) This should not be this way. Why is this important? Why is it important that blessings and curses should not come out of our mouth? Because people can't see our hearts. They hear our words. It doesn't matter what it's like. If you're here and you're praising and you love God and you're talking to God and you're praying to God and then you leave here and your mouth is just a hot mess, that's what people see and that's what people will believe. We don't have a right to talk like everyone else. We don't have that right. We don't have a right to act like everybody else. I feel like a few weeks ago, somebody was speaking, Matt Carnes was speaking, and we talked about some pets that you people have. Don't you people have some kind of crazy pets in this room? Some like donkeys or sheep? You have what? Air? I don't know what that means. I don't know what he's saying. He doesn't have a pet. You have a brother. That counts sometimes. That counts sometimes. You have a what? A what? Okay, that's gross and doesn't count as a pet. A Sam, which is a brother. Ava. Ava, that's my daughter. Say, oh. I can't see y'all. Okay, so <laughs> that's so gross. Don't sit by that person. Okay, here's the point. Here's the point. As much as you guys love your pets, I can promise you when you get to be my age and you have children, you will love them so much more than you could ever love a pet. 
It is a love that if somebody said to me, Jamie, I need you to speak right now and tell me, I need you to use your words and tell me how much you love Sean, Evan, and Ava. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it because I love them that much. And if I could, I would put my three children and Biscuit in a bubble so that nothing ever happened to them. I'm talking nothing. I'm talking not a scrape knee, not a crossword, no gossip. They didn't fail a test, nothing, because that is how much I love them and I want to protect them. And I know that it's hard for you guys to understand the love of a parent and a child, but I want you guys to just try to picture that God, he gave his son, his only son, he gave Jesus to us. And that is why I say we don't have a right to speak negatively coming out of our house, out of our mouths. And we don't have a right to not act like Christians. God took his son and he sent him here for something that he didn't even do. Jesus didn't do anything. And he came here for what? For us. If, if he would not have come here, we could not be there with him. It's like in the song that Emma just sang. He didn't want heaven without us. What a good God. And if you think to the night before Jesus was to be crucified, in the garden, he prayed. And do you guys know who he was praying for? He was praying for us. He was praying for you and you and you and you and me. He was praying for us. And I feel like he saw, he saw when your heart was broken by that boy or that girl that, that broke up with you and just crushed your heart until a million pieces. I, I feel like he saw when you didn't make that team that you really tried so hard to make. I feel like he saw when that loved one died and he needed to draw you close. I feel like he saw when you got older and your heart may fail, your body may fail. And you know what? He prayed for you. And guess what? When he was in the garden, not one time did he put blame on somebody else. Did he say, but God, I didn't do what they accused me of doing. Not one time. And the Bible says that he felt fear. Do we all feel fear? But it's what we do with our fear. The Bible says that he felt fear. He felt so much fear, in fact, that he sweat blood. He sweat blood. And he said, God, if it is possible, I'm asking that this be taken from me. But it wasn't taken from him. He ultimately was crucified. He did it without blaming anybody else. He was spit on. He was kicked. He was punched. He was beaten beyond recognition, it says in the Bible. Beyond recognition. And he never once said a crossword to another person. That's our God. That's the God that we serve. And all because heaven is not heaven without us. Heaven is not heaven without us worshiping the God who created us, who created this world. And that is why I say we don't have a right to act like everybody else. We should be guarded. The things that come out of our mouths should be guarded. The way that we treat people should be guarded. 
When you have a problem, how many people do you feel like you have to tell before you finally get it across? Because <laughs> I'm going to be legit. Like, I have to tell everybody that I know. Like, I'm like, <laughs> did y'all know that my back hurts? Okay, but look. Okay, but look, this is why I can't do this because my back hurts. Okay, but wait, you asked me to, okay, but my back hurts. Like, you got that? Like, last week, I literally, I wrote Jim some morning. I wrote him, and I was like, oh, my gosh, babe, I'm dying. <laughs> do you remember this? And so, so oh, I love him so much. So I feel like I said, babe, I'm dying. And he was like, oh no, what's wrong? But then when I was thinking about it today, he was probably like, what, Jamie? Like, again, I, I was dying. And I, I said, babe, I'm dying. And he said, what's wrong, babe? And I said, my Keurig's broken. <laughs> like... Like, I get coffee at the same time every morning, and then I drive my kids to school with my coffee while I am still in my robe. I drive them to the home of Christian campus, okay? I couldn't get coffee at that time. And I felt like my life had ended. And I'm not joking when I tell you that I am such a dramatic mess that I told like 17 people that day. Like, it's ridiculous. How many people, that's kind of a goofy problem, but it was legit in my life. Like how many people, when you have a problem, do you have to tell before you decide to tell God? When you have a problem, is it your problem? Or do you have this problem because you're blaming other people? When you get in trouble at school, is it because you did something wrong and you made a bad choice? Or was it like the teacher? You know, like I love hearing, but mom, she didn't even teach this stuff and we have a test tomorrow. Like my kids have never done that, but I have heard that before. When we have a problem, what we should be doing is speaking in faith to our problem. We should be telling our problem about God. And when you do that, people, what happens is your faith strengthens. Nothing happens when you just whine about your problems. And look, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about living in fear, having issues that come up and you're scared because we all have that. That is a natural thing. Guess what? You find out about a problem, you're scared, and then you speak. You're scared and then you speak. So you're scared and then you say, you know what? You have nothing on me because I serve the almighty God. God says, you are my people, and I want you to act like it. I went to a conference years ago. I think Jamie might have been at this conference. I don't know, but we were sitting in the congregation, and this guy got up to talk, and he said, he, it was all women, and he looked at the women, and he said, you are a daughter of the king, and I want you to act like it. And the whole room was like, what? And so I'm telling you guys, you are sons of the king, and you need to act like it. And guess what? The person on this side of the room that you don't really care for, that's a son or a daughter of the king, and they need to be treated like it. If you look at the Israelites, these people were like disasters, right? Like, these people were legit. Complain, complain, complain. Like, God just parted the Red Sea for these people. Do you guys even understand the massiveness of that? Like, parted the Red Sea for these people so they could just walk through the sea, get through. They get to the other side, and what did they do? Complain, 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 complain. The water's not clean. We don't have enough bread, blah, 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 blah. So guess what? 
It took them 40 years to get where it should have only taken them 11 days to go. I don't know what you're saying. 11. 40 years to get where it took, it should have taken 11 days. I introduced Kayo to a new, <laughs> to a new saying tonight. It's called um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but he didn't know that. Oh, Kayo. He didn't know that. You guys have all heard that? It's really nonsense, though, right? It's just garbage is what it is, is what it is. Because, look, you could, you could hit me. You could, you could hit me with a stick. You could throw stones at me. I could break some bones, whatever, and guess what? They'll heal. But I can promise you that I remember Richie Rich when I was in elementary school. And he would make fun of my voice. You know, Ricky Rich or Richie Rich. It's one of those. I'm going to go with Richie. That's what I'm going with tonight. My voice was always like this. Amazing and beautiful. But when I was in elementary school, I didn't have like that annoying girl voice, you know? And so he would make fun of me and say that I sounded like a man. And guess what? That's elementary school. And do we like Richie Rich tonight? No. Are we going to pray for him? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> but I will tell you, yesterday, somebody at, um, at work called me to do a voiceover for the announcements that we do at church. And my first instinct was to say no. Because that came flooding back. And that was years ago. And I could go down a list. I remember everybody's name. And you guys do too, I'm sure. And as you get older, you don't forget. The thing is, is that we have the power to forgive. But we don't always forget. So our words, they're either poison or they're fruit. They're either death or they're life. And we get to choose that. If we look at James 3, 6 through 10... It says, the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature, can be tamed, and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, filled with deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord... And Father, and then we turn around and curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth comes blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not be so. I would love to challenge us that the church, that Elevate, is a place where we give life. I would love to challenge us that when people walk into Elevate, when they come into those doors, they feel better. Have you ever heard um, the expression that you don't want to ever leave somebody feeling um, less than when they came to you? You always want them to feel better after they're done talking to you. That's what we need to make sure that those doors are for Elevate, that we are life givers. 
When they come here, they need to get life. So we need to be the ones who give it to them. If you look at Proverbs 18.20, gracious words are like honeycomb, sweet to the soul and health to the body. So that's kind of like weird writing, right? Like it's like honeycomb. So I looked it up in the message and it says, words satisfy the mind as much as fruit satisfies the stomach. Good talk is as satisfying as a good harvest. So I don't like fruit. So I'm thinking like potato chips and Coke. Like as that satisfies Jamie Conley's body, that is what good talk does. Peach tea. Yes, peach tea, Sunday mornings. Have, has any of you ever done the five love languages? Yeah? Do we have any words of affirmation, people? Yeah? Yeah? Dom? Yes? Yes? So I obviously am a words of affirmation um, person. So when Dom asked me to speak on this, I was like, I could go on forever. Like, so at my job, I, am, I work at Living Word Church. I do events. So I do funerals and weddings. And then I also um, am over all of hospitality. So anybody who serves. The greatest job I've ever had in my life. Absolute joy. But I will tell you, in working in hospitality, what tends to happen is that everybody says, oh, if I have a complaint, I'm going to go to Jamie Conley. And Jamie Conley can fix it. And in the beginning, Jamie Conley was like, let me fix everything, like every single thing. But Jamie Conley can't fix everything. And so what would happen is I would go in on a Sunday and somebody would go, can I just, can I just tell you this one thing, Jamie? And I hope, okay, can you fix that? Okay, thanks. And then somebody else is over here. And I'm going like this on Sundays, like with complaints from people. And what happens is like my shoulders would start to like droop and I would start dreading going in because I just felt like I couldn't get peace in my own church. But then this one Sunday, I was standing in the like entryway of the church and I was, I was praising. And one of my ushers, whom I've never even really talked to, tapped me on the shoulder and he said, I just need to thank you for allowing me to serve under you. He said, you do a good job at what you do. And I was, I was like, okay, let's go. Like, I'm ready to do this for another 27 years. Like, I'm ready to go. That little bit of kindness that to him probably didn't mean much. It meant everything to me. And I know you all agree with me if your words of affirmation. You could buy me as many presents. I mean, you can, Jim. <laughs> that is an invitation. But it doesn't mean as much to me as him saying, thank you for taking care of our children. Thank you for being a good wife to me. Thank you for praying for me. Thank you for supporting me. That's all I need. And I'm ready to roll. I did get a new Keurig. So excited. Romans 12, 14 says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. So what does bless mean? To, that's it. Speak life. Speak well. Speak kindly to people. So this is what's up. This is what we need to do. Elevate. This is what we need to do. We need to have no more passivity with our words. We need to use our mouths to explain our lifestyle and use our lifestyle to explain our mouths. 
Does that make sense? That is saying that you need to mean what you say and say what you mean. Dab. (laughs) When my husband used to, um, we have a huge testimony. We can give another time. It's pretty amazing. It's like a, a beautiful love story. I know. Um, but when I started going to church, when I, I was raised in church, but then I quit going, I was a disaster. And then I started going back to church. And when my husband, he didn't want to go with me because he was raised Catholic and he just really had no interest in going with me. And I will never forget that one of the reasons that he didn't want to go with me is because he said people in church are hypocrites. And that stuck with me because we don't ever want to be hypocrites. And I'll tell you what a hypocrite looks like. I'm about to go there. I'm a little scared. A hypocrite is somebody who's in here praising, looking good, looking holy, and they leave this room. And filth comes from their mouths. Gossip comes from their mouths. They let fear rule them. They don't have fear, but they let fear rule them. They let anxiety rule them. I loved Miss Pat's message on that. Were you guys here for that when Miss Pat spoke on that? I'm like, oh my goodness. Like everybody legit says, oh, but I have anxiety. And look, yes, we're anxious. But like we just keep speaking all of those negative words over us all day, all day, all day. We need to say what we mean and mean what we say. Is your mouth a spewer of death or a giver of life? And I want you to really think about that. Think about it. Would your friends describe you as a spewer of life, death, or a giver of life? The last time I was up here, I talked to you guys about, are you the type of person that when your friends are with you, like, do they leave like, oh my goodness, this person had so many problems and issues I can't even deal Or do they leave feeling better because you've helped them through whatever they're going through? You were fun. You didn't badmouth anybody. You didn't talk bad about anything. What kind of a person are you? I want you to think about that. And do you encourage others? Do you encourage others more than you talk bad about others? And when we've gone through these series, you've heard Dom speak on words. You've heard Miss Pat speak on words. You've gotten this tonight. You're welcome. I want to flip it a little bit. So we talked about, we talked about gossip. We talked about fear. And now I just want to flip it. I want you to consider that when somebody leaves this earth, all that we have left is what? Memories and Their last words, the words that they said to us. So I've talked to you guys about my dad before. And I said that the night before he passed away, we had the greatest night ever, which was kind of rare for us. We talked and we talked and we laughed and we laughed. And guess what? When, when he passed away the next day, I didn't have any regrets, but I know of other people who, um, they've lost somebody and their last conversation with that person, it wasn't a good one. 
And it leaves you with so many regrets, you guys. And I know at your age, death is like the last thing that you're ever thinking about. But I'm telling you, because I do funerals at the church. And my very first week of working at the church, I did a girl's funeral and she was in her 20s, her young 20s. Death can happen to any of us at any time and we always need to be prepared. When Jim and I (laughs) were dating, I don't know if y'all have boyfriends and girlfriends in this room because I think y'all are too young for that, but if you do. When we were dating, we hung, well, I hung on every single word that Jim said to me. Like every single word that he said to me. And Jim was the type that he thought that he didn't want to say too many sweet things. Because then, then you get used to it and you don't take it as seriously. You take it for granted. So when he would call me, did we text back then? Yeah, we didn't. Okay. So when we would talk on the phone, I would just wait like, okay, but wait, does he like me? Okay, but oh my goodness. And I would just like wait for every conversation that I could have with him. And this one time, I could tell you where I was at. I was working at Dillard's. I could tell you where I was standing. He called me and he said, Jamie, I need to talk to you. And I was like, okay, what, what, what? And he's like, no, I'll talk to you later. And I was like, no, tell me now. And I thought he was breaking up with me. That would have been dumb. But he said, I love you. I know. And so I was like, oh my goodness. Like I had been waiting on him to say this like forever I wanted him to say this. And so I don't even know what I said, but he waited a minute and he, and he goes, are you going to say it back? And I was like, I love you too. <laughs> and the point of that is to say, like words are just so important. Words mean everything. And I can tell you that there's nobody in this room that knows better the importance of last words than this girl right here. of tomorrow. I have recently discovered the quickness of life, how the moments we have are precious, and how it can all be taken away within an instant. March 9th, 2019 was the last day I would ever spend with my dad, and I had no idea. My last words to my dad are something I cling to. My final words was when I ran up to his side of the bed, kissed his forehead, and said, good night, I love you. I think there's no doubt that Jesus also knew how important his final words would be and the power they would hold for generations to come. In John 19, 28, one of Jesus' final words on the cross sticks out to me the most is, I thirst. When Jesus said, I thirst, it showed the humanity in him. It showed how our God isn't a God who escaped the pain. He understood the small, itsy-bitsy pains of being thirsty but he also carries my pain and your pain when we feel like we can't go on. My point in telling you this is so you would see that words matter. Our last words matter. 
Jesus had great purpose in his last words, which still breathe life and hope into us. But on the flip side, he left us the power of words. He left us to speak with a purpose. We can choose whether we encourage or tear down. Your tomorrow, it isn't promised, but you have your now. I encourage you to go and speak life. Let the people in your life know how much they truly mean to you. Don't waste moments and leave behind ugly words that you don't mean. I can tell you that you truly never know when your last moments with someone will be. So I encourage you to understand that life is short, so live it well, love more, and be slow to speak. brave, right? Life is short and we're not promised tomorrow. So yeah, words are important. We shouldn't gossip. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do that. But ultimately, what if you don't have tomorrow? What are the words that you spoke to people today? When you got out of the car this morning to go to school, what was the last thing that you said to your parents? When they dropped you off here at Elevate, what what did you say when they dropped you off? That brother, that sister that you have that drive you crazy. I know I had two brothers. They did everything wrong. But what if they were gone tomorrow? And the last thing you said to them was that they were annoying or that you hated them or to get out of your room. the friend that you had an argument with. Is it really going to be that important in a year from now? That goofy argument over that goofy boy or because she didn't look at you right or she might have rolled her eyes this way or whatever it is. I don't know what young people fight about now, but is it really that important? I'm asking you guys to, to start trying because it is hard. It is so hard. But I'm asking you guys to start trying to use your words wisely. I'm asking you guys to stop gossiping because gossip destroys. And with fear, we all fear. But I'm asking you guys that when worry comes into your into your mind, that your words flip it and you tell that fear about your God that is bigger than anything else. I will not fear. I will trust my God. That should be our prayer tonight. Sometimes with fear, especially... <laughs> Sometimes with gossip, you feel like you're fighting this all day long. Every second of the day, but that's okay. You know why? Because we're called to fight the good fight. And God is equipped, he has equipped us to do so. I love what David said. David said, what time I am afraid, I will trust in you, Lord. When I am afraid, I will trust in you, Lord. He admitted that he was scared. He felt the fear. 
but he declared his trust in God. You want to leave a good legacy here. You want to leave a good memory here. And you don't want people remembering your name like I remember Richie Rich's name. You don't want people remembering you as that girl that used to make fun of me at lunch or that girl who laughed because I didn't make the cheer team or whatever the case may be. You don't want your name remembered as that. And trust me, I know that my name is remembered as that. I know that people know my name and they say, Jamie Conley, wait, what? Like, wait, y'all are allowing Jamie Conley to even speak at Elevate? Because this chick was legit disaster. Like, I hurt so many people. And I can't do anything about it now. I've asked for forgiveness from my Heavenly Father, but I would give anything to go to them and ask for forgiveness. The people that you love need to hear you say it. And the hardest time to say I love you is when you've been hurt the most. Saying I love you to somebody that has hurt you is probably the hardest thing ever. Saying I forgive you to the person who has hurt you is also equally as hard. But since we never know what words will be our last, I challenge you guys to speak in wisdom. Stop the gossip. Speak with wisdom. And let your words reflect your life.